Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for what you're about to do. Thank you for what you're continuing to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the healing you've already done today. Thank you for the healing you're about to do. Thank you for the grace you are pouring out into us and through us today. Thank you, Jesus, that you love us. Thank you, Jesus, that you're moving. Thank you, Jesus, that you see us. Thank you, Jesus, that you care. Thank you, Jesus, that you know what I need. Thank you, Jesus, that you formed and created me. He formed and created you in your mother's womb before the foundations of the earth. He knew you. He knew you. You were created and designed for a specific moment in time, and that time is now. And God has good plans for you to prosper you and not harm you, to give you hope and a future. And he desires to do great exploits through you. And I just hear Father God saying, I love you. Well done, son. Well done, daughter. I'm so glad you're here today. I love you. I love you. Thank you for getting back up. Thank you for continuing to ask. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for seeking my face. I love you. I love you. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank him for whatever he's done for you so far today. I feel the Holy Spirit hovering. I don't know about you guys. I just, I don't want to move too quick. Thank you, Jesus. You feel that? Just receive it. Just receive him. Thank you, Jesus. We're transformed into his image as we behold him. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I just don't want to rush. I just don't want to rush. Yeah, just keep receiving. I feel like there's healings happening right now. I feel like there's healings happening right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Yeah. 
Some of you are here today, and there's some things Daddy said. I've been talking to you for a while to give this over me. I want you to see that thing in your mind's eye. And I want you to hand that thing over to him, that situation, that person, whatever it is. In your mind's eye, close your eyes. I want you to imagine Jesus standing right in front of you. Whatever that situation is, whatever that hurt is, whatever that pain is, I want you to see yourself giving that to him right now and say, Lord, what do you want to give me in place of this thing I'm giving you? What do you want to give me right now in place of this thing that I'm giving you? Just receive it and thank him for it. God loves you so much. God loves you so much. You got, you got something? Yeah. So as we were worshiping here on the end of the worship time, whoops, sorry. <laughs> uh, I felt like the Lord was saying, the Lord your God in, is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you, in his love, He will no longer rebuke you. He will rejoice over you as singing. And I was just impressed that a lot of times we think of Lord God Almighty as a man of war, but he's also the man of peace. He's also the mighty man of love, the mighty man of kindness. He's resting on us that way right now. Thank you so much, Gramford for sharing that. We just wanted to take a moment. I didn't mean to. Sometimes daddy just wants to slow things down. And who's in charge? Amen. That's right. We're here to follow him, right? So we want to do what he says. How many of you have been blessed by our brother Craig? Yeah, come on. Let's thank God for him one more time. Okay. As I said before we started worship, Craig comes and he does these events free of cost. He just shows up. And freely he's received, and he literally freely gives, with the exceptions of the books that he's selling. And if you're willing to give, again, any time during the service, I want you to please dig deep and ask Holy Spirit what he would want you to give. There's two offering baskets, one here on my left, and I know some of you gave during worship, and one here on my right. There are giving envelopes here. We do. You can go to shekinahonline.com and give, donate there. And if... Um, you want to give today, just put in the box that it's for Craig Miller. Okay, all funds that we collect this weekend are going to him. We really want to bless him. We really want to bless him, right? He has been such a blessing to so many of us, even in the short time that he's been here and many more of us, much longer period of time before that. I know Helen and I were talking about how much of a blessing he'd been to us personally. <laughs> yeah, she's looking behind me like, are you talking to me? Yeah, so... Um, Grab an envelope or any time, just feel free to come up and put more cash in there. I saw some of you give already. We'll be taking an offering today, and we'll be taking one tomorrow. Turn to your neighbor and say, God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. And it's more blessed to give than to receive, right? So just ask Holy Spirit what he wants you to do, and you give what God determined or told you in your heart to do, and just do it with great joy because this is good ground. And you will reap a plentiful harvest. Amen. Thank you for those of you that have already given. Without further ado, I just want to invite uh, Craig up. And um, if you could just help me put your hands together again and just thank God for the blessing that he is. We greatly appreciate it. And can we thank God for the worship team, Brent and Jackie and Graham and Mike. Thank you so much. You guys are just fantastic. I could have, I was going up. 
I was ready. I was going to stay there for a minute. I was like, oh, wait, we got to move forward. Yes. All right, and you don't need this. That's right. Yeah, not right now, anyway. We will. I'll pull this up here. All right. <coughs> Thank you so much. That's good. I'll just, when I do my calisthenics, it'll give me a lot of room right here. <laughs> All right. All right, so, um, uh, so what we want to do tonight is uh, just a little bit more teaching. Uh, I want to, this for questions and answers. Uh, if there's some, uh, an issue that you feel you have, I want to do some, uh, uh, help you with learning to take that sheet that you have or the little card you have and do it for yourself or somebody else. <coughs> if there's a, somebody you know, you want to know how to pray for them, uh, I can do that. So um, how are we going to do that? I'm not sure in terms of how we get the mic. Um, is there some way that you get something else that's portable that you can have people speak into? All right, so uh, remember now, when, um, so when we have this issue right here, oh, God's calling, cool. <laughs> tell, tell him I'll call him back. Okay, so, um, so we have, obviously, the, um, when we're talking about what God has for us, we also got to recognize what is, in fact, you know what I think I'll do is I'm going to also put it up, whoops, I'm going to put it up here. Do we still have this available, Matt? Awesome. Oops. Okay, there you go. Okay, so remember now when um, God is with us uh, in the spirit, then it's flowing and the living water is there. And so when stuff comes, we can either receive this any time in, in our life but primarily, it's when we don't recognize that it's bad. So uh, how many, there's a technique that I use, it's called emotional age technique. And this is just for general observation. So how many of you know somebody that um, seems to, uh, like, when, you, when they respond, they're like, really? It's like they, they, their, their reaction is greater than it should be. It's like overwhelming. Um, they, it could be a boss, it could be a, a friend of yours, it could be somebody, uh, who knows, it could be your pastor, you know, so um, they, could, they could just act in a way that seems to be greater than it should be, it could be a teenager, so when that happens, when the amount of emotion is greater than the situation calls for, then that situation is not the origin of that amount of emotion. And that's a telltale sign. It's stuff inside the soul. And so what happens is that means that usually, remember now, depending on how they act, if they're acting as how they're acting, if it's greater than it should be, and, and it seems like it, there's a sense of immaturity in terms of what they say and they can't get through it, can't get over it, then that means there's something in the past that gives my logic to stay there is stunned. The amount of emotion is greater than the knowledge to be different than that or be better. Does that make sense? And that's a telltale sign that's something in the past. Even like anxiety, and I want to pray for some anxiety tonight, even depression, because that stuff is also given to you. 
Right, so here's what happens. So the earlier and the longer I have stuff there, now remember, um, you're going to um, hear the things, and I think we talked about this earlier. Oops. So, so remember the uh, issues of doubt, and the doubt can't unfair unafraid. So if you hear stuff like that, can't would be somewhat similar, not exactly what's up there, but it's similar. That if you see these words, then you know it doesn't make sense. Why would the again as a born again Christian? Why would you feel the same way? Why would you feel that way? Was well, because it was given to me. So negative words equals negative beliefs. Now the longer I feel this, the longer this goes on, the more it literally turns into this. Now this is not on the screen, but it turns into more neediness, worry, fear, anger, complaining, whining. We become, this is victim mentality. And so um, that is learned, by the way. So, so being a victim is a learned response. It's because you were at one time. But because when we're a victim, and you were at one time, it's usually younger, and when we're hurt as a younger child, then what happens is that feeling that creates the victim belief stays with you, and that's what we carry into adulthood, and that's what we continue to act like, especially if the similar feeling hits us, like somebody's not there for us, or somebody doesn't talk to us, <coughs> somebody um, doesn't give us what we want. It doesn't matter what age you are. We're going to still come out of this, and we're going to still be like a victim, and that's the victim mentality. And so we act out of that, but we don't know that because my emotion, early unreal. Do you know that for an adult, uh, adult negative reactions is always earlier unresolved experiences. Otherwise, why would you be that way? All right, so. <coughs> is there, so we take that and that's what we work out of so even the sense of am I deserving of something better am I deserving of, of uh, am I deserving of having even healing am I deserving of it if somebody wasn't giving to you early on then I'm going to feel like I'm not worthy of something later on and that's where that comes out of by the way it's very easy to get rid of I mean, God's doing it anyway. I'm just hanging around. So we'll show that. In fact, I'm going to do some of that too. So, and then, uh, so then what we need to do is, again, the process is, so I'm going to bypass number uh, uh, Roman number one. We'll go to uh, step two. So the process is, you just want to expand your search. Uh, how long have you been feeling this way? Um, and uh, is it known or is it unknown? Okay, so if it's known, go to where it's known. But if you can't seem to get through that, and that seems to get stuck, then you just go someplace earlier. Um, let's see, who was I working with? Somebody, oh yeah, like it was with, with um, I'll just use with um, Stephanie. So, so we, instead of going with the known, like there's a person that really aggravates me, then I realized to me, God was telling me that I need to go earlier because, because knowing Stephanie, even if I didn't know her, um, I could sense that she's 
knowledgeable, she's articulate, she's, a sm- uh, she's wise, she's been a Christian for a long time. Why would somebody then aggravate her if she should know better than that? Well, it's because the emotion of being aggravated somewhere in her life earlier on when she couldn't do anything about it was greater than the knowledge to not be bothered by it by something currently now. Does that make sense? So that's still bothering her. But it's not the person, it's the feeling. So let's, we got to go to the feeling. And that's where you're always going to go. Because that's the issue. It's not about being smart. She's already smart. But a negative, early negative emotion, and I don't use this word very often, always is stronger and greater than the, the knowledge to know better. That's why people do things that don't make sense. Like, why are you acting that way? Whoa, where'd that come from? Like, whoa, they got some issues. Well, if you think that, then you're probably right. right. Okay, so the next thing then we would go to, uh, so then if it's unknown, then obviously we would ask them, what's it like to live with that? What are the words they use? Listen to the words, and then where is it located? So you put the two together. They're feeling helpless about it. They're feeling like it won't get healed. I can't do anything about it. Uh, it's in their hip, for example. And the hip is all about moving forward, like I'm stuck. The hip is really more about mo- mobility, about my being able to do more, about just being able to be more versatile about things. And the, the knees and the, the feet are really more about moving forward because with my hips, I can, can move, I can move in any which way I want to go, all right? With my back, it's all about being, it's uh, being supported now or later, but typically not being supported now and the amount of emotion I feel now is always hinged on what I didn't get early on. Because otherwise, <laughs> listen, if you're smart enough, which I believe you all are, if the person, if somebody bothered you now, you'd see the way they are. So why should that person that has a lot of issues make me feel this way? It's because I've got issues that they're stirring up. Look, marital problems, marital therapists don't like this, but marital, okay, marriage, this is a marriage, husband and a wife. So when there's a marriage problem, it's one person's stuff stirring up the other person's stuff. So when they come in, traditional marriage psychotherapy is they come in and they talk about what to do. Count to 10, I tell them, count to 10 if they bother you. Well, that's not going to work because logic doesn't work with emotion. So what I need to do is I need to recognize that I need to get rid of their stuff. So when they come at you with some stuff, I don't get bothered. Because typically when somebody does something and I respond, whose fault is it? It's always the other person because they don't know they have stuff. And when this person responds to it, it must be their stuff because they're hurting them even though they're the ones that started it. So you never see. Yeah, both got stuff. Okay, turn to the person next to you and say, you've got stuff. (laughs) Now, if there's a... Well, there's not as many in here, but I'll tell you what. Now, husbands, 
if you can, look at your wives and see the big smile on their face. Because you finally got to tell them what you wanted to tell them for years, but they've got stuff. <laughs> and now it's doing something about it. All right. So, okay, so the next thing is, um, so when, they, when you go to number two, when you either recognize where you, that known or unknown, like I'm feeling a certain way, God take them back to a point in time when they first felt that way, then you go to number two, which, and then what is, that, what is it making you feel to live that way? Because it's usually the same thing. And then number three, which is the most important. Now remember, I'm wanting people to um, be like Jesus and letting the little children come to them. And I, you need to, um, and I want to, to continue or to give what was never given, such as that sense of love. So they need to be put in a place where they feel hugged by a loved one, being comforted, who has enough power, well, first of all, has enough comfort, and in the comfort is able to, and, and enough power to make you safe. And when you're safe enough, then I can, I can tell you how I feel, which is processing out what I'm feeling, which is getting rid of the energy of the negativity, and then I can let it go, and I don't have to carry it around because you're carrying it for me. That's what parents are for, right? So that's why children are so free. I need to then create an experience for the person right in front of me that they're feeling safe enough, and they're feeling comforted, loved, and that they can release it and process out what's happening at that moment so they don't have to, they don't have to feel it. They don't have to carry it anymore and they become free. That's why it's so fast. See, in other, other ways of doing this, whether whatever way you've done it before, I'm having to have them get rid of something that they're still in. My psyche still feels that way, and I've noticed that what, now Jesus is power enough to take anything away, so I just want you to know that. But if it doesn't happen, it's because there's something going inside of us that I'm hindering it from happening. Does that make sense? That's all. Yes, sir. Longer than Jesus would need to do it. Uh, so, what, so doing what we do here seems to be longer than what Jesus had to do because Jesus just told it. And you, and you know that, first of all, Jesus didn't pray for healing. He just commanded it to leave. You say, what? And to, right? So that's, that's kind of a given. And then what you're saying is, why do we have to go through all this? Why can't we just command it to leave and then it leave? How is that working for you? So the sometimes it doesn't, that's what this is for. Because we're, holding, we're not letting it come out. That's all it is. So what I want, I want it to be that way. I want it to be the first time. I want to get it done. I don't want to even have to do this. But that's typically the case. So the problem is, if when it doesn't happen, if we don't know what else to do, then we go away 
feeling more helpless, doubtful. We feel like then I failed. We feel like my faith is not working. We feel like this. I must not. I have people that say God must not want me healed because I need to be his mouthpiece for suffering. That's child abuse. Like, why would he want that? I mean, you wouldn't want that. So I tell them, I say, would you want that for your child? Well, God loves you and your children even more than you do. Why would he want that? Oh, that's true. Well, why do people die? I don't know. Except that maybe they just didn't explore enough. What were they holding on to? There's a lot of people that come to me, and they've had 40, 50. I had a guy that had, this man was 58 years old, and he came to me. He said he's had anxiety disorder for 50 years. And so God took him back to a time in his life where he was, I don't know, whatever it was, three years old, four or five years old. And um, well he, God took him back actually earlier than that because he said that he had a brother that died in his, with his mom and dad that was alive. He had a brother that died three years earlier than he was born. And so his mother and dad were very depressed about that. And there was a spirit of death within the family. And so when we got rid of that, because uh, that was just before him, we got rid of that, that brought it down to like half or less than half. Then there was another issue that he was anxious about, a brother issue that was about near death. When we got rid of that, his anxiety went, it was just gone. It took 20 minutes. And it was 50 years he was with that. 50 years. And so all I'm telling you is, why has it not gotten rid of us? Because he was carrying it around for a reason. Now, I'm not Jesus. I mean, I, I want, I'm working towards it like we all are, right? And uh, if I was Benny Hinn, I'd probably have more people healed. But chances are when the person went home, they would probably, it would probably come back. And I hear that from a lot of people that have been, been healed by a lot of people that have been way more anointed than I am. I'm just going after it. That's all. That's what I do is I just go after it. If I don't know what to do, I just ask God and I keep on going after it. I just, I'm pretty tenacious about it. Very direct. I don't mess around. I don't need to know all the details. I don't do psychotherapy anymore. Yes, sir. Sin. Good question. All right. It's because of the stuff that we talked about here. Uh, so unbelief is born out of, <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to be speaking about that tomorrow, but I'll give you a little thumbs up. All right. So I can't believe in myself unless somebody of greater authority believed in me first. I can't even love myself unless somebody of greater authority loved me first. So when I'm born, I'm born into a family and, uh, and who I am. You know, little kids, they just say and they just do whatever. They just, they're just so free will and they're doing whatever and they say whatever. So that has to be, somehow that has to be controlled. So... It's like, it's like the, um, unfortunately, it's like the roll of the dice, okay? Because we're born into a family, 
And when we're born into a family, God then assigns us parents. What's really interesting is that when we're conceived, we are already good enough. And the Bible says we're wonderfully made. Uh, we, are, uh, we are deserving of good things. And we're made in God's image, right? So really, we're just wonderfully made. So what he does is he signs us parents to teach us that. However, our parents only give us what they know. And that's pretty, not always very good. So what happens is the people that I believe are the people that teach me, not the God that created me. Because God gave us parents to teach us what he created. So when I receive, whatever I receive that goes in here, that's what I'm going to take with me. So if my parents' belief is created out of how I'm treated, potentially how I, mostly how I'm treated and how I'm talked, which is how I'm talked to, how I'm behaved, and how I'm led, all Proverbs 22.6, and how I'm loved. Remember, the amount, this is, yeah, I guess this is tomorrow, the amount and type of love I receive determines my measurement of worth and value. The amount of worth and value determines my measurement of my belief in myself. And my amount of belief in myself determines my measurement of faith. Okay, so the amount and type of love I receive, love is at a girl, at a boy, good job, I love you. Okay, let me do it this way. So when we're born, uh, we're born and we, I'll backtrack even more. We're born with only temperament, which is strong-willed or compliant. That is all we're born with. So strong-willed or compliant. We take that into, a, into childhood, into the environment that we, that we grow up in. And that environment creates, out of that temperament, our personality. And who, by the way, cr who creates the environment? Parents, right. Okay, so depending on where the parents come from, this is a generational issues. Depending on where the parents come from will develop my knowledge of what I should do with what's going on around me. Should I be afraid? Should I be comforted? Are they positive? Are they negative? Are they restrictive? Or are they open about things? Well, it's, you know, so that's how I'm going to know. I take that knowledge. Ne okay, so, so what happens is I'm born into this home, and I'm uh, just free-flowing. Free-flowing, free I love, and I say things. I'm just a kid. I love to be a kid. Now, what my parents say about what I do or what I think and what I, what I say, what, I, what they do with this, automatically as a child creates my belief about myself. What a parent says automatically tells me. So if it's positive, there must be something good about me. If it's negative or it's nothing, they're cousins. Negative and nothing. If I have to have a, I have to have something to base who I am off of. So if it's nothing or it's negative, I must have done something wrong. So if I don't get something, then it must be something wrong with me because there's nothing, there's nothing there. If it's negative, I must have done something wrong because it's negative. Especially if they're, especially under eight, 
if my mother or father are angry, uh, disappointed, uh, or, or yell, and the worst of it is when I'm in bed and they're yelling outside somewhere, I'm in bed at nighttime. That is the worst time to have parents have the arguments because I'm in the safety of my bed, but my world is very is falling apart. I can't feel safe in my own safety. Right, that brings terror. Two terrors. One is in your bed and they're arguing, and the other one is when a parent says, wait till your father gets home. Those are the two terrors. <laughs> All right. Well, that's why we have a hard time believing in safety and believing in the love of God and believing that I can just rest. So anyway, my point is that, so, that, so I have to have a belief in something. I have to have a foundation in it. My foundation is always whatever the environment is creating that I take on. I will take that on into adulthood and then whatever I'm believing from that is internally inside. So I create how I relate to life, how I think, how I feel and believe in the predisposition to, to learning about healing from myself, deserving of somebody else in what I believe in myself from what I was originally given. Does that answer your question? Well, just to go a little further, as I mentioned earlier today, is that <clears throat> when we're born, we don't know who God is. So we're assigned that parent, and our earthly father is the representation of our heavenly father. So and the good thing about it is, whatever you have received, you can get rid of it and change. And most of the time when I talk about this in other seminars, uh, it's very discouraging, for especially for people that have had kids, and they think, oh my goodness, I I'm... A, like, I've ruined my children, okay? Yeah, all right, well, let me help you with that question. First of all, you, first of all, you haven't ruined your children, okay? You, if you don't do something, then you've ruined the potential that you have to be different. There's, I work with grandparents who, who have older children, you know, like in their 30s and 40s, and it's never too late. It's never too late. It's only too late if you think it is. Right, so what happens is you need to decide what you're going to do with your stuff that stops you from being what you want to be. That's the issue, not them. Okay, you might have done something you wish you could have done it different. I get it. But God can erase that even from their mind. And But you ha it has to start somewhere. Whoever I'm talking to, whoever you're talking to or talking to you now, that tells me God wants you to be here for you to be the difference so you can change your whole generation before you and after you. That's your choice. All right? So I just, I just declare that over you. And get the book Declaring Your Worth because there's a lot of declare messages in there. They're all declare messages, 16 of them. And to help you learn to, to release that. 
the, the fact of how you feel about yourself or what you feel like you've done. Now that is the enemy who wants you to believe that. But that belief had to start someplace and you just continued that belief. And so, but you don't have to continue it anymore. Does that make sense? Okay, was there another question somewhere? Yes, sir, ma'am. What do I do now? Change that. This is the mindset of your child. Well, first of all, you need to get the mindset out of you because you're the one that started it in their generation. And so you need to stop it in the generation before you and so when you feel good about yourself, you'll be able to give it to somebody else. The fact that you feel like it's a problem for your child means that you're already hindered and that's what you feel. In other words, you need to realize that when you pray, you need to pray from the spirit of abundance, not the spirit of lack. And the spirit of what you have, not what you don't have. Does that make sense? Right. Yes, sir. Okay, would you like to get rid of that? <laughs> okay, so let me work, let me ask answer a question and we'll do that. We'll get rid of that. Okay. All right? Yes, ma'am. Well, what do you think you do have? <laughs> well, first of all, I need to, you need to get changed that feeling of nothing. So I need you, so I, I want you to be able to believe that you have the whole universe to give them out of what you have. But they're not going to believe you if you don't believe yourself. You've got to believe in yourself that you have a lot to give them. And the reason why they didn't have is because you didn't believe it before and you couldn't give them something. So I want you to be able to have so much more than what you have. Yes. Uh, all right. So, well, uh, in my book, in your authority and power, that's in the uh, breaking emotional barriers and healing. So, read that chapter for sure. So, first of all, um, believing that you have that power. If you don't believe you have that, you got to go back to the my not giving enough for my parents to believe that I have it. That's one thing. All right. Secondly, yes, you can pray for them. And what is negative, you want to cut that off in the name of Jesus. What is negative power or influence or the negative between myself and my children, all right? 
So that would be w- next one. So, so, so you either believe in your own power, and if you don't believe in your own power, then get rid of my lack of belief. So do you know that you have the power to change the uh, the heavens and to um, change the atmosphere? Like Jesus said, peace. Do you know that? Well, I'm telling you, you do. Okay, so you can change the atmosphere and tell the weather to change. Command it in the name of Jesus. You still have all the power in the universe. And in the name of Jesus, in his name, when he wants that to happen, he will give that to you. Now, it may not happen at this moment, but it's going to happen because you pray for it. So pray in the heavenlies to change that. Do you believe that, um, well, you just need to believe that you have a greater sense over the atmosphere and pray over their atmosphere and cut off the spirit of of negativity. And and any spirit that's getting in the way, like uh, there's um, um, a... the, the demonic is there. It can be there, but but we have because of what we know and who we are, we have the dominion over that because he's already lost. But if the people that are there believe that and don't work in that, then it's going to remain. I had a woman. I had a girl. I had a mom came to me, and she had a I don't know like a four year old girl that loved to love to um, play down in the basement, and she was a hellion down in the basement. Never cooperated. Didn't was very disobedient and so on. And when she came upstairs, she was fine. She never understood why. So that was one reason why the mom came to see me. So I said to her, go downstairs and find out what's down there. Is there anything down there? She couldn't find anything. I said, and she's still acting that way. I said, pray over the area. Go from corner to corner. Pray over it and anoint it with oil and so on. Because this is something that came in, like I said, spirits, all right? Comes in. So I said, go down there and do it again. Open everything that you can find. She did. She she. She went to a, um, she didn't look totally to the bottom of a big trunk that was down there. And on the bottom of the trunk was a stack of Playboys from her husband or somebody. She got rid of that and and she prayed over the place again and everything changed. So that stuff is there and you can actually pray over it when you go babysitting and so on. I've actually prayed over my home and I went from corner to corner and anointed the uh, posts of my, my property posts, and things would change in my home and change around me, all right? I just got to believe that I have the power to do that. Same thing with my belief of my healing or my belief of over my children. You're still, you're still the, the parents of your children, even if they're older. You just need to take that authority, not necessarily to them directly, but over the atmosphere. Again, you want to pray over the atmosphere of your of your family and your children, and put the protection of God and the um, not only the blood of Jesus over their home, but also call down the angels of heaven to uh, to bring uh, protection over them. 
Did you know that, that we're all assigned angels, right? You know that? And do you know that angels are waiting for our um, direction? They're just bored, actually. <laughs> we literally have angels that are bored waiting for assignment. So, so take advantage of the angels you have. All right? Well, you just tell in the name of Jesus, Lord, ask, ask your heavenly Father to call down the angels, uh, and or, or over the warring angels. Um, the angel, the um, Michael is the is the um, head warring angel, right? Gabriel is the knowledge angel, ask for knowledge of what to do. Ask for the warring angel of uh, of Michael to to come down and assign his angels to bring protection. There's there's angels for everything. Um, yeah, go to Tim Sheets, um, Pastor Tim Sheets, and he has a new book out. Uh, well, look at his books, and then go to Amazon and see which one is that you want to deal with. And he's uh, Oasis Church in Ohio. Yeah, and Angels on Assignment is his newest one. I don't know if that's exactly what the ones you need. It might be his previous one that you might need, but he's got two or three of them out. Very thank you. That's very good. All right, there was somebody else. Yes, uh, no, we're going to deal with you. Any, Cody, come on, Cody. Come on, no, come on down. Uh, we can use that one. I was going to go around and use the... All right, I need a spotter or a spotter. I need a catcher. Come here, see, stand here. Turn around. There you go. Turn around this way. All right, I need a... Can you hold the mic? Okay, so, all right, so, um, so, tell me what's going on. Okay, um, well, the first thing that com comes to my mind is um, my lack of motivation. Yep. I always wait into the last minute. You're it's like procrastinator. Pain seems to be the thing that motivates me, and that's always kind of been a problem like like uh, self-worth has always I've always found it easier to to give and to serve right. but then when it comes to those very strong beliefs and values I have for other people I struggle to adapt them to myself so, so it's difficult to motivate you to go and it's difficult for you to do things and you hold back a lot because of the lack of motivation and, and lack yes. of self-worth and wondering if you could do it or not I I call myself an ex-dyslexic um, because God did heal me, mm -hmm. but I was heavily dyslexic. Every single, basically, uh, minute of my life has been a struggle. Uh, right, emotion, right. yeah. I got it. And okay, is that your yeah. mom? Yes. Okay, can he be honest? Do you yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right, all right. You the, ready? The, the only thing that she, she just mentioned is that I also have uh, – sleepwalking problems. I used to have night terrors. I would get up 10 times okay. a night screaming. All right. Well, that's, but all right, yeah, well, I'm not sure if that's a, she said well, to mention that's fine. That. Thank that'll, you. Okay, we're going to get rid of that. Okay. That's all the anxiety. All right. So, uh, all right. So what I want you to do is this. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to, I want you to see yourself doing something and, or like not doing it actually and the difficulty in doing it. And how the struggle in that. Can you see that? The, the struggle. I, I want you to go what you just told me. 
go of that difficulty and procrast the, the, the procrastination, not being able to do something. You got that? So we want to go wherever the person is, all right? I mean, the God's telling me where to go, but I don't want to take him there yet. I want him to go there. So what is that, what's that difficulty you see happening? The difficulty in being motivated to do some things, correct? Yeah, I, I, I feel like my experience has been that everything is so hard. Um, all right, go to that. That's mm -hmm. good. Right, go to that. So see yourself really being hard and being difficult for you. You got that? Yeah. Okay. Who's your safe person in your life? Mom. Okay. Uh, I don't want to use mom. Okay. Oh, okay. How about an aunt or an uncle? Because um. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll tell you why later. So an aunt or an uncle, a teacher, pastor, friend, Jesus? I, I would like to have um, somebody physical, but I, I, I don't feel... Um, Jesus, I sometimes he, he he comes he comes in. I I'm I'm building a relationship, but right. it's it just doesn't always click. Oh yeah, that's <coughs> that, that's good. That's the that's the uh, I appreciate your honesty, and I don't normally get that honesty. So, but that helps so because he won't feel totally. Well, if it's your mom, we'll put your mom there for now. Okay, okay, right. So put your mom there. So go to that feeling like like you just can't seem to make it work. It's really it's a struggle for you. You got that. And where do you generally feel that in your body? Where do you generally feel that? Okay. So what I want you to do is, Holy Spirit, will you take Cody back in time? I want you to pretend like you're watching a movie because I don't think this is an incident. I think this is a way of life. <laughs> All right? Because usually words like that. So hold, go back and see yourself watching a movie of you growing up in a home like you did with your mom and dad. What was that like with the way that you were back then? What was that like for that little boy? S describe that movie. Um, life was hard. There you go. Um, okay, what's the feeling? A lot of expectation. Okay, what's the feeling? I, uh, I, f uh, hopeless. There you go. Okay, put your hands across your chest. I want you to see your mom come in and giving you a hug, right? So your mom's on one side, giving, giving you a hug, and Jesus on the other side. He's your power. What I want you to do is to see that, see how difficult it is for you. It's very difficult for that little boy. That's why it's hard to do things, because it's so afraid you're going to fail, and you're not going to be able to do it. So you stop yourself from doing it because you're afraid to fail. That go. Can you see yourself giving that to your mom? Does that little boy feel safer, <sighs> or does he feel stuck? I feel I feel stuck because I don't know how. Because I just I feel like there's something wrong with me. I, I can't okay. get past myself. All right, so we're gonna do something. Okay, in the name of Jesus, we're gonna release what this feeling of being wrong. We're gonna release it now in the name of Jesus. It doesn't belong to you now. Let it go in Jesus' name. We release it off of your mind. In Jesus' name, we release the mental trauma in Jesus' name and the feeling of anger because there's something wrong and because you didn't want it and because you were born with it and you hated it. In Jesus' name, release it now. In Jesus' name, the mental trauma, we release that off of you now. In Jesus' name, let it go. Let it go. Yeah, Jesus, let it go. In the name of Jesus, 
come out of your mind now in the name of Jesus. Mental struggle is not yours anymore in Jesus' name. Release it, release it, release it. Thank you, Jesus. Let it go, let it go. Your mom is going to take it from you, and Jesus is taking it from you because it doesn't belong to you anymore. Release it, release it, release it, release it in the name of Jesus. There you go. Yes, just release that in Jesus' name. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Yeah, let it go. What do you see happen to that little boy? boy feels safe with his mom or is he angry at his mom there you go that's why I didn't want to put mom there so I want you to be angry at your mom because you got something you didn't want and children rarely want to be angry at their parents because if they are they'll never get the love they always want because they're, because they're not getting something if they get angry then they'll never get what they want so we release that anger off of you now. It doesn't belong to you anymore. In the name of Jesus, let it go. Let it go. It is not yours to keep. I give you permission to hate the fact that you had it. I give you permission to hate what you had. But I give you permission now to not carry around that hate because it's only making you worse. I give you control back over your mind and your body. I give you that back right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What are you feeling now? Just let it go. Let it go. It's not yours to keep anymore. What's it like for that little boy? This came up earlier because we were doing doing this out in the lobby. I um, I feel like I've actually gotten a, attached to this because I don't really know what my life is like outside of it. Right. It's very common that you've had it for so long that if you take this away, you don't know what's going to replace it, do you? And you're afraid that if you let it go, that you don't know what's there. Because this has been your identity, hasn't it? I have hammered it and made every single inch of it pay for <laughs> me like this. And I've taken every inch, and I'm proud of what I've done. Well, that's what we're going to have you do from now on. We're going to let go of what's not what you don't want, and we're going to be proud of what you do want and what you have done, okay? So first of all, can you see that boy being safe with your mom and Jesus? Let's create safety first, all right? Can he be comforted by your mom and Jesus? All right, see that? Now, I want you to do something. I want you to go there and be the big brother. I want you to go there and tell that boy that whether he should hold on to this or not. What did you tell him? Tell him. Yes, yes. Yeah, everybody, put your, 
Put your hand out and just pray to save all release. Let it go. Let it go. Release it now in the name of Jesus. What doesn't belong to you, that emotion that's been hurtful all these years, let it go. Let it go now. There you go. Let it go. In Jesus' name, emotion release. Emotion release. There you go. Emotion release. Let it go. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Emotional release. In Jesus' name. Bring him peace, Lord. Bring him your love in Jesus' name. There we go. There's more, Lord. More love. Yes, replace it, Lord, with your love. Your love in Jesus' name. Because you love our Lord. Let it go. Let it go. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody needs, Lord Jesus. You love him, Lord. Love him. Love him, Lord Jesus. Love him. Yeah, fill him, Lord. Fill him with the love, Lord Jesus. Yes, let it go. The hurt and the pain of what you had to receive. It doesn't belong to you anymore in Jesus' name. Let it go. Let it go. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Let it go. In Jesus' name, thank you for the love that you have for Cody, Lord Jesus. Yes, more, Lord. Just give him more of your peace. Peace, Lord Jesus, and love. Yes, yes. Hurts and hate does not belong to you anymore in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let it go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. There you go. Let it go. Let it go. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, it's not yours to keep anymore. It's not yours to keep anymore in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to see Jesus and your mom. Yeah, let it go. Yes. Yes. See that? See, see Jesus there and your mom? Okay, and what's it like now? <gasps> Just see them there loving on you now, okay? Just see them loving on you now in Jesus' name. Just loving on you now. Here, put your hands like this. There you go. Okay. Let's put them up here. Yeah, just love on them. Here, do it this way on this side. There you go. I want you to be the little brother there. I'm sorry, the big brother with the little brother. And I want you to see yourself guiding him and directing him and letting him know it doesn't have to be this way. This is now you have choices. Before when you were a child, you didn't. And we release this from you now. You're not born with, you don't have to be born with us anymore. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. What do you see now? What's the orange look like now? So go back to now. What do you see? What do you feel? Is the older me, the younger me? The younger you. I feel surrounded. <laughs> Good. And what's that like for that boy? Like it was all worth it. <laughs> What now? <laughs> like it was all worth it. Right. Well, I was going <laughs> to give you a hug. In the name of Jesus, just give him more. In Jesus' name, yes, just give him more. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Just give him more. Thank you. Love on him, Lord Jesus. Give him the love that he didn't, that didn't feel before. 
it's, it's yours to keep. It's yours to have in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Give them more. Thank you, Lord, God. Yeah, you have it all. Jesus is giving you all right now. All the worthy. Yes, you are deserving. <laughs> you were born that way. And now we're going to give that over here in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. More, Lord, more. Just bestow that on him now, Lord Jesus. The love of Jesus and give him more in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. instilling good things now. Good things in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give him more in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. going to stay right there. Stay right there. <coughs> All right, so what I want to do is uh, <coughs> maybe you can see another one. <coughs> yes, we'll just thank you the Lord. Thank the Lord Jesus for what you've done, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right, is there somebody here that um, somebody has uh, some anxiety? Um, that um, <laughs> well, I'll pray with you later. All right. So there's somebody has some anxiety and um, they've not been to get rid of it. And maybe it's um, you know, it perks up sometimes with different fears. Anybody? Don't be shy. Usually, it's one of those lifetime things. Is it you? And you? All right, come on up. Come on down. Okay, let's see more over see right here. Okay. Um, what's your first name again? Denise. Denise, that's right. Denise, hello. Okay. So, um, Denise, um, you t tell me uh, sp specifically what uh, the 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 um, anxiety is. I'm not even sure. I is it a generalized anxiety? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did it start at a particular time? I remember oh, exploring I the search. I, I think it's all been all the way back. Okay. Yeah. Right. And um, does it flare up any particular thing? Anything particular that makes you feel that way? Um, not feeling emotionally connected to people. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so uh, when you're around people, do you feel the anxiety more than usual? Sometimes, if there's no connection, um, but yeah, I, I guess if I'm alone, you know, for an extended period of time, too. Okay, so that's alone feeling, not connected. Yeah. All right, all right. You want to mm -hmm. let's get rid of that. Okay, so what I want you to do is, um, 
close your eyes. And by the way, do you have a person that would make you safe if you went back to childhood? Mm. I don't really have one. <laughs> okay, so how about uh, Jesus? Would he make you, would you be safe with him? Or would he, would, do you believe that Jesus can help you? Let's start with that. Yeah. Okay, so what I want to do is I want you to see yourself we, we're going to see if we, when we get there, see yourself in a bubble, okay? See, see myself as what? In a bubble. In like, a bubble. Like, like a, okay. With a really thick plexiglass, okay? okay? And Jesus is in a bubble with you, all right? So again, we need to create safety, all right? So what I want you to do, Denise, is I want you to go with that feeling of just generalized anxiety and being alone. You got that? Mm-hmm. And uh, difficulty being with people. Okay, so Holy Spirit, will you take Denise back in time where she first felt this feeling? I want you to, now the, and this is probably a way of life, see yourself watching a movie of you growing up in your home and you're feeling that aloneness and you're feeling like you weren't really connected and those things going on around you that create anxiety. So let me do some teaching. You okay with that with mm-hmm. your eyes closed? Mm-hmm. Okay, now, so she has generalized anxiety so you don't know what it's from, it's kind of there. Well, that means it's an environment thing. It's not like that happened, okay? And so uh, Denise is a smart woman. Uh, she's, been her, she's been with Jesus for a long time. I mean, she's also, I just found out, I think we, gra- we graduated a year apart in MSW school at, at Michigan State, so I know she's smart. <laughs> <laughs> so she, I graduated in 80, she's in 81, so that's cool. Graduated, we were in the same class, basically, class. So anyway, so the point is that um, it doesn't make sense to me why she'd feel this a feeling if she has everything Jesus has and she's a really smart woman. So, but I do know as a child, the environment was unsafe and typically it's something around me. So see that girl, all right, so put your hands across your chest. See Jesus just being there with you, all right? I want you to see yourself in a bubble. What's going around in that home growing up? What was it like in that home growing up that would make you anxious? Um, My mother uh, depended on me. Um, My father had anger issues. Um, Well, there we are, right there, okay. So that would make anybody anxious. By the way, do you have any, any upper back or shoulder or neck issues? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's an automatic. When when a, when a parent depends on you, that means I'm gonna have that's that's burdens. Okay, that's that's responsibility, and we hold them on our in our shoulders. Okay. So, what's it been like for you over the years to let go of your emotion? Uh, do you hold in emotion or do you let them out? I use writing to to process. All right. So see that. Think about yourself processing it out. But go ahead. What I want you to do is tap like this, back and forth, one hand at a time. Just go back and forth. There you go. So it's almost like you're going to knock it out of you, all right? So you see yourself processing it right in left hemisphere, releasing it, and seeing Jesus there, letting right there with you in this, in this bubble, and your dad's on the outside yelling his head off, okay? Now, can that girl be safe in that bubble with Jesus? And dad's on the outside? My head says yes. <laughs> well, we'll get there. Okay. So the senior dad yelling, right? That yeah. was pretty scary, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what you've done is you've normalized it, that that's just the way life is. 
And so now having anxiety is normal <coughs> because that started as a little girl and that's how I live life. And you shut down so you're not allowed to feel because feelings is unsafe. So I don't feel, but I process it better through writing. So see that girl writing notes to Jesus, letting him know how much you, how much what you feel. Why did you free yourself? Let it go. Just let it go. Now, can that girl get safer with with as she's writing notes and she's in this bubble? Your dad cannot touch you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So see that. I'll put my hand on your head. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, we're going to release right now what's not hers. In Jesus' name, let it go. In Jesus' name, release the eye trauma, the eye gate trauma of what you saw when you saw your dad fighting or yelling, and the ear gate trauma of hearing your dad. I just lightly put my hands by her ears to release the ear gate trauma. In other words, the ears are a gateway to hearing trauma. The eyes are a gateway from seeing trauma, and the mind's a gateway for release, for receiving that mental trauma. We release it now. In the name of Jesus, I give to, in Jesus' name, I give her sweet sounds, sweet sights, and sweet memories. In Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Put them over her now. In Jesus' name, it's time to release. You never have to like what your dad did, but you don't have to hold on to it anymore. Release it now. Release it. Now, I want you to be honest. What's it like for that girl? Does it seem stuck? Yes. Okay. So if it seems stuck, so I want to pray for it where, best, where we are. And if it's stuck, that, that means there's something earlier. So, what, so go back, and I don't need to know the details, but go back and what's it like for that girl when you go back uh, earlier in your life? Holy Spirit, will you bring to Denise something earlier that might have been traumatic or how her dad was or mom was? Uh, well, even in utero, a, a real birth trauma. Okay, there you go. See, that's typically what happens. The younger we go, and then usually it's, we're going to release that now. Okay, let's do something different. Would you stand over here so they can kind of see a little bit? Oh, you're fine. So put your hand on your stomach like that. There you go. Now, will you put your hand down there? Okay, so Denise, I want you to see Jesus touching you in utero. There you go. Release it. Release it in the name of Jesus. Release that sadness and hurt. In Jesus' name, let it go. Let it go in the name of Jesus. Release it. Release it. Release it. Release it. Release it. Release it in Jesus' name. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Say, Mom, I'm sorry you couldn't protect me. Mom, I'm sorry you couldn't protect me. But it really hurt me. It really hurt me. I don't want to be hurt anymore. I don't want to be hurt anymore. So I'm going to release this hurt. So I'm going to release this hurt. And give it to Jesus. And give it to Jesus. Yeah, so I'm not going to carry it around anymore. I'm not going to carry it around anymore. It's not mine to keep. It's not mine to keep. Release it. Release it in the name of Jesus. Let it go. Release it, let it go in Jesus' name. Release it, let it go. Release it, let it go in Jesus' name. Let it go, let it go. Release it now in Jesus' name. Release it in Jesus' name. What's it like? What do you think it would be like for that little 
child in utero. What do I think it would be like? Yeah, with Jesus there touching that in utero, how traumatic does it seem like seeing her there with Jesus? I, I don't know. Something's still in the way. Okay. All right. So what I want to do is I'm going to just have Jesus give you a little love hug and a little love pat. All right. I'm going to release it. Release that now in the name of Jesus. The fact that she saw that, that's a good thing. Release that now. Holy Spirit, what do you think it is? Now, if I don't know, then I'm going to just ask, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, wh what is that? Bring that to her now in the name of Jesus. Release that now in the name of Jesus for what is not Denise's. What do you think it would be? What do you think the feeling is? I don't know. It's just it's empty. Okay, well then that's what it is. Your mom was not a your mom was a provider, wasn't she? But not a good lover. Well, I don't think she could even provide, really. Okay, then she's very empty. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to release the hurt. What would the, what would you think the girl would feel being empty? What do you think the feeling would be? Scared. There you go. Then that's what we need to let go of. So release that in the name of Jesus. Release that fear. That's not yours anymore. You know, release that fear from you. It's not yours to keep anymore. See yourself handing that over to Jesus. Let it go. Let it go. What's it like now? It's just the same. Same? Okay, yeah. but it's, pu it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, when it's usually the same, that just means there's a lot of it. And we need to do is we need to continue to work through that. And that's the that's what started it, all right? So once you see yourself releasing that, see yourself giving that to Jesus because it's a lot. Now what I want you to do is I want you to take your hands and put them across your chest like you did before. I want you to tap back and forth. I want you to see Jesus there with you, giving hugging on you and letting you know that he doesn't want you to have this. And you're now working it out. You're now taking charge of this by you letting it go because you don't want this. All right? Now, I want to tell you one more thing, which you didn't tell why she's doing this. So, yeah, just keep your hands right here just supporting her like that. So what I want you to do is see yourself letting it go, and I'm going to explain this why she's doing this. Okay, so this technique, when this love hug, this is something that's in the book, Chapter 10. This is a love hug. And remember, when you hug a child, you give them a love hug with a little love pat, like it's going to be okay. But let me show you what also this is. God created our minds and bodies to release. We release through elimination, and we le release through um, uh, through laughing and crying, and you know, and, and um, tears, all that. that and that's and, and that's just all elimination. We also eliminate through the strongest, one of the strongest organs, which is our brain. And that, we, we release that through dreaming. Dreaming, we dream for only two reasons. One is to hear from God and to release, release trauma. That is it. Mm -hmm. right, so what happens is we, we dream for a reason to release what is not of God, what our body doesn't want, our mind doesn't want. 
So dreaming is done during REM, which is a deeper part of sleep. It's rapid eye movement. So when we dream, our eyes go back and forth really fast, like that, really fast. When it goes to the right side, it releases the uh, off of the uh, right hemisphere the emotion. Left side releases emotion, um, memory. So all we do when we dream is releasing emotion, memory, emotion, memory. Typically what dreaming is, is whatever happened that day, a lot of times we don't dream because we don't go deep enough because we're still in the hyper state. We're not allowed to relax. So, but when we do and we're dreaming, because our body constantly wants to let go of stuff, we release what, did, what happened that day because we're always sorting out what went on that we can process things out like I mentioned before. So if we don't process it out, our brain tries to. And it does it through that mechanism that God created. Now, so all we're doing is trying to release it. So when we have anxiety or we have whatever, that means we've never processed it out. So this is manual REM. So it's going to a higher level of releasing to help myself release something that I didn't do earlier in my life. That's why we can release things a lot faster, right? So what's it like for that girl to take more control over what's going on? What do you think it would be like? Now, if we don't know what it's like, of course she doesn't know what it's like in utero. Our spirit does. What do we think it would be like, right? What, what is it like? What is it like for her to have yeah. more control? Yeah, what, what do you think it's like now? Anything shift at all? I sense she's a little bit more relaxed. Maybe. <laughs> is it hard to feel control? Is it hard for her to feel control? It's hard for me to feel. Hard yeah. for you to feel, period. Yeah. Okay, so that's where you need to start. Now, it's there. You're just not allowed to it. So what I do is I tell people is they've got to practice this and practice what I feel. And I w you do it through writing. And you do it really well through writing because she's written some books. And so what I want you to do is, this is where I give the instructions to people because there's way more there, but we know now what it is, where it came from, and what we need to do. So through your writing, you would do this, and then whatever comes to you, you'll write that feeling like what was it like for that child in utero, and then you would tap that out. And then you would bring to that child, and what I would want you to do is go to her and be the big sister or mother she never had to encourage that child to be able to do something that she otherwise couldn't do. That's why you need a company person. But the reason why it's difficult, Denise, probably to have a comfort person is because your mom and dad never mentored that to learn what that's like to have. Right. And they shut that off. And so it was, so after the fact, it was hard for you to have that because they never taught you Proverbs 22.6, okay? Mm -hmm. so, so a lot of it is just doing that. Now the good thing about it is we know now where it started. We know that it was fear and emptiness. And you, you can feel actually, because you said that. It's just hard to let it go because your mom and dad did not mentor you to how to let it go, but now you know how, all right? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So do that, and then, and then I would recommend you think about what you would write and talk out loud what you would typically write by telling Jesus, like in your privacy time, telling Jesus what you're feeling at the time as, you're ri as if you're writing it. And it'll come out more and more and more. And you'll actually you release way more than you realize really fast. 
because it's there, mm-hmm. we just don't realize it's there because you, you did tell us it was feeling empty in us. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. How do you feel just knowing that, knowing that there's that that little baby in you, that the that the, the spirit in you that you have, you can take control of this and do something about it. Is that a freeing feeling? Uh, hopeful. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And that was even different than it was before, right? Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. you go. Okay. So just out of curiosity, what's your um, shoulders feel like? I guess they feel a little bit more relaxed. There you go. So just by a little bit that we've done, by releasing it and by letting it go, that's why it's going to get healed because just by what you've done, mm-hmm. it's already relaxed. That's why you're already on your way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Now, the longer we've had it, because you've had a lifetime of holding in, right? So I'm actually surprised you don't have more things going on, but you probably have not told me all the things that are going on uh, medically. Yeah. And so, um, so that's because the more we hold in, the more that emotion energy is going to start destroying our body some way or the other. Okay? So the more you let it go, the more it's all going to be healed. All right? And mm-hmm. You can... You can We'll do that together. So practice that more, all right? All right, awesome. Thank Thank you. All right, so I've got two options here. Um, We can um, practice again with each other. uh, And if if maybe if you've already started with somebody, you maybe want to continue, we can do that for 10 or 15 minutes. Um, The other, also what we want to do is have time where we're just going to put on a CD, and then people can be here, and then um, several of us are going to be up here that have been trained to do more healing for you, okay? And then, um, so, uh, would you like to do some practicing with each other a little bit? There's a no? Okay. Huh? <laughs> well, and, and, and you can actually come up and get the healing. Okay, would you rather have the healing? <laughs> All right, all right, so why don't we do, why don't you put on a CD, um, and, and basically you can sit uh, and just um, pray and soak, and then uh, I'll have, who else, is, who else is doing with me? All right, come on up, those that are, that are doing more praying. Oh, you know, I was going to pray for your knee, wasn't I? I was going to pray for your knee. Can I just pray, can I pray for her knee quickly? Because uh, because it's already been helped, right? Here, well, let's do this. Let's sit right up here. Come come on up in my office here. And they've been doing this for a while. <laughs> All right, let's move my stuff out of the way here. All right, so. Okay, so, um, you know what, I'm going to sit down too, for goodness sakes. All right. Bring my office chair up here. All right, so what I want to do is, um, uh, so which knee is hurts? Both of them. Both knees, okay. And did you have an accident? Yeah, kind oh. of, well, sort of. Okay. I was going off and on the lawnmower, picking up grass this fall, and I just kind of pushed through it when it started hurting. <laughs> And then ever since, I've had a lot of pain in my knees. All right, so so one thing you need to know is that 
Well, so let me ask you something. Just getting on and off a lawnmower, was it 10 feet tall? I mean, no. So does it make sense that you no. should have a kind of pain? Okay. No. Remember, if it doesn't make sense, then it doesn't make it. sense. That's why I'm here. Okay, so <laughs> so that means that something earlier went on. Okay, right. so this right. is start. Did you have an accident early on in your life? I'm explore. I'm expanding my search. An accident. Or hmm. anything that happened. Well, okay. Physically, I'm going to start with. Did anything physically mm -hmm. happen with your knees? Did you fall on any ice, or did you have an accident, or something, or your knees being hurt? Mm -mm. Okay, so that's out of the way. All right. So then emotionally. Okay, so <coughs> what are knees now? Difficulty moving forward? Mm -hmm. So I, I see myself, not only the tractor, but because of COVID, I lost my job. And um, my teaching career kind of came to a real fast halt. Oh, awesome. I mean, that means God's got something better for exactly, you. Exactly, but at the time, it just didn't feel like it. I just felt like, okay, where, where do I go from here? And... I left Mount Hope Church and came here. Okay, well, that, <laughs> that means you all these all these upgrades. Yes. <laughs> all these changes all at one time. Yeah, but the, you said something in there in that phrase. You said, um, I don't know where to go from here. Yeah, I was kind of confused about where God was having me go. Also, did you have any so great losses in your life in terms of uh, your job mm -hmm. loss? Yes. Was I there a relationship loss? Uh, yes. Okay, so all that changed moving forward and, and the plans that you wanted to do, right? Right. Okay, so that has everything to do with difficulty moving forward. Yes. Okay, but but are you, but are you a smart woman? Yes. Okay, because you're a smart woman <laughs> and because you were born again and have all these things, does it make sense that you should have this worry about it because you have all the power in the universe? Okay, so we need to go back to where you mm -hmm. have difficulty in your childhood. I don't usually mm -hmm. speak like this to, my <laughs> to these pe to people. <laughs> I just know that's where we need to go. So we need okay. to go to childhood because we're doing teaching okay. where you had difficulty moving forward because mm -hmm. you had circumstances in your mm -hmm. life with your parents and you're growing up mm -hmm. where you couldn't move forward and you didn't know mm -hmm. what else to do when you became helpless. Yes, and I'm, I have a feeling I know what it is. All right, you got that? Mm -hmm. All right, so go to that. So look straight ahead. Mm -hmm. All right, now who's your safe person? Do you have one? Mm. Usually I explain to people what I mean by that, but since everybody already knows, do you have a safe person? Mm hmm Okay. And, um, and you have a relationship with Jesus? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming you do. Okay, put your hands across your chest. I want you to go back to that time. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, will you take uh, Donna, thank you, <laughs> back to that time where you first felt I couldn't move forward, I felt stuck, I felt restricted, how old were you? I usually only ask for uh, an age and usually a, a feeling. Mm. Just give me a ballpark. Six or seven. Okay, that's pretty early. All right, so mm. go to that. And and who is holding you back? Or what was holding you back? Is it parents? Mm -hmm. The situation, right? Okay, see the situation. Mm. What was the feeling? And frustrated and angry and, and mad. Helpless, and helpless to do anything about it, mm -hmm. which is usually the typical... If I feel helpless as a child, I typically feel helpless to do anything as an adult. See mm -hmm. the helplessness? You got that? Okay, mm -hmm. so tap back and forth. See Jesus giving you a love hug and a love pat. That's who the safe person is. Mm -hmm. Letting him know in the name of Jesus, we're going to release the emotional trauma and the hurt and the fear and the helplessness from Donna. We just release it now off mm -hmm. of you now in the name of Jesus because that girl mm -hmm. feels safe. 
with your friend or your safe person, does she feel safe? Mm. Can she see herself letting it go? Does she have to hold on to it anymore? She's letting it go. Yeah, just let it go because mm -hmm. it's not yours anymore to keep. Mm -mm. And your mom and dad are on the outside of that. Okay, mm -hmm. they've got a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Say, mom and dad, you've got a problem. Mom and dad, you've got a problem. And it's not mine anymore. It's not mine anymore. I don't need to take this on. By the way, did that little girl feel like she had to do something to help them? Did she ever take on any responsibilities to try to make it better? Yeah. Yes. Do you have any uh, shoulder issues? No. That's a good. That means it wasn't that you didn't take on that much. What's it like now for that little girl? Letting it go. She feels better. Good. Keep going until it's gone. Mm -hmm. We don't need it anymore. Say, Mom, I didn't like what you did. Mom, I didn't like what you did. And Dad, I didn't like what you did. Dad, I didn't like what you did. It really hurt me. It really hurt me. Made me afraid. Made me afraid. And made me helpless. Made me helpless. I don't like feeling this way. I don't like feeling this way. Yeah, and I didn't have choices then. And I didn't have choices then. But I do now. But I do now. So I choose not to like what happened. I choose not to like what happened. But I choose to give away what I feel. I choose to give away what I'm I feel. I'm giving it to Jesus. And I'm giving it to Jesus. I forgive you. I forgive you. So you have no more control over how I feel. So you have no more control over how I feel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What's on the girl's face now? A smile, frown, or flat look? I started to feel... Tap a little faster. I started to feel unwanted. Okay, just tap a little faster, like okay. nice and lightly, like this, just like this. By the way, fast is release, slow is instill. Instilling, instilling. So it's like you're knocking it out of you. Mm. And then when you want something, it's all in the book. Mm -hmm. When you want something good, then you want to give mm -hmm. like a little love hug, like you just like love it on you, okay? Mm -hmm. When you want to get rid of it, it's like you can get even angry about it. Like, I don't like that stuff. Mm. What's it like for that girl? And usually we'll go from one feeling to the next feeling. That's mm -hmm. a layer effect. And I go to the next feeling. And I let that go. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want it anymore. Your, but your, your spirit's going to let you go because you don't want it. And it doesn't want it either. But we hold on to it because it created a purpose. Mm. What's it like for that girl now? feel like I'm not wanted. All right. All right. So stop for a minute. That means mm -hmm. there's something earlier. Mm -hmm. All right. What is that? I don't need to know the details. Can you go to that earlier? It's in utero. In utero. <coughs> okay. Can you put your hands on your stomach? Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Mary. Okay. In the name of Jesus, we just release it. Look at the whole hand there. In Jesus' name, re now release that now. In Jesus' name, let it go, let it go. In Jesus' name, release it, release it, Lord Jesus. The being unwanted, release that. Release it, release it. In Jesus' name, release it. In Jesus' name, it doesn't belong to you anymore. In Jesus' name, let it go, let it go. In Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Say, Mom, I don't want this anymore. I release this. I release this. Yes. Mom, I forgive you. Mom, I forgive you for not wanting me. For not wanting me. <laughs> this is not mine to keep. This is not mine to keep. 
Jesus, take it from me. Jesus, take it from me. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Yes, let him, let him heal on you, Jesus' name. And more, Lord, more. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. What do you see now? I feel peace. Very good. What's on the? What do you think is on the little baby's uh, infant's or the fetus's face? A smile, frown, or flat look? <laughs> Good. Okay, see now. Go put your hands across your chest. Can see Jesus giving you a hug. Say, I'm allowed to be loved. I'm allowed to be loved. Yes, there you go. See, I'm giving you a nice, nice little hug, a little love pat. Say, mm. say, I love you. I love you. And you just want to just instill in us. So I'll, let me just pray for you. Mm. In the name of Jesus, Father in heaven is saying, Donna, I love you. I've always loved you, and I've never stopped loving you. I am so proud of who you are. I am. I just love you so much, and I am sorry that the the parents that I assigned you. I am sorry that the parents that I assigned you didn't love you, and they didn't know how to love you. You did nothing wrong. Yes. They just didn't know how to love you. I'm going to release that now. I love you, and I'm going to take the place of your mom and dad. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes. I want to fill you up. In the name of Jesus, God wants you. In the name of Jesus, I instill in Donna the love that she never got. Fill her up now in the name of Jesus. Fill her with the love. Fill the emptiness. Fill her now in Jesus' name. Fill her up. Fill her now more, Jesus. Fill her that love that you never got in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Fill her, Lord. Fill her. What are you feeling now? Are you, are you feeling heat? A little. Thank you, Lord. Make her hot. Make her sweat. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, heat her, Lord Jesus. More, Lord, more. Say more, Jesus. Say, give me more. Give me more. Say, Father in heaven, I'm ready for your love. Father in heaven, I'm ready for your love. Yes, so give me more. Give me more. Yes, fill me up. Fill me up. I want to be a spiritual pig. <laughs> I want to be a spiritual pig. <laughs> I want to say, I want it all. I want it all. I want it all right now. Right now. Thank I want it Jesus. all right now. Yes. <laughs> I want my inheritance right now. I want my inheritance right now. Thank you, Jesus. Not be cut short. <laughs> what's, the, what's she looking like? What's she feeling now? Much better. Yeah. I can see her being happy. So we gotta like we gotta break something, okay? So mm -hmm. we just break through the happiness. Say I'm allowed mm -hmm. to be happy. Say, I'm allowed to be happy. I'm allowed to be happy. And I'm allowed to be loved. And I'm allowed to be loved. In spite of my parents. In spite of my parents. Yes. Right. Is that right? So right. right. I now have choices. Mm -hmm. I now have choices. Okay, now go back to that little girl again. Mm -hmm. And what do you see now? Mm. With the little girl with Jesus there. And your parents are on the other side. Mm -hmm. Regardless of them. Say, <laughs> mom. Say, mom and dad. Mom and dad. You've got a problem. You got a problem. And it's not mine. <laughs> it's not mine. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. That I can't wait for your love anymore. 
I can't wait for your love anymore. I'm going to get my love from Jesus. I'm going to get my love from Jesus. I'm going to give you to Jesus. I'm going to give you to Jesus. Because he can deal with you better than I can. Because <laughs> he can deal with you better than I can. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> so it's like now. They're both in heaven anyway. You're right. <laughs> you what? They're both in heaven, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. The point is what you had, okay? Mm-hmm. So what's the little girl doing? She's dancing. There you go. <laughs> see, so just see her go play, all right? You got that? Okay, now what I want you to do is, see mm-hmm. what I want you to do is go back now to, um, where, we, where do we start? Do we, um, My the knees. Oh, the knees. Yeah, but there was something else. Uh, we talked about not feeling, uh, like moving, not being able to move forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at the relationships you had. Mm-hmm. Okay, there was a couple of relationships. You had yeah. your lost your job. Um, well, that was a that was, that was a move up. Okay. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Well, but was it a loss for you to leave your church? Well, I was like a no return kind of thing. Okay. Well, just go through all those losses. What's that look like now? With Jesus there with you. Did they look like losses? What's mm. the, no, that's, that's the point. Do they feel mm-hmm. like losses? Well, when I lost my job twice, I it did. Whose loss is that? Their loss, as far as I'm concerned. There you go. <laughs> she wouldn't have thought this way because when, when you're in utero and you don't get something, you're not filled up with anything, mm-hmm. then you feel you've always had the loss. Mm-hmm. So you carry that loss around. When everything happens, I feel like I'm always lost. Mm-hmm. But if I'm filling myself up and she mm-hmm. feels good about herself as that child, when you come mm-hmm. in later, then I have everything. Mm-hmm. They just don't can't get it because yep. they're the ones losing out because I'm mm-hmm. the one that's got it, not them. Yep. Otherwise, I'm always looking to somebody else mm-hmm. to get something I never got in childhood. Does that make sense? Yeah. But if I get it in childhood, that's my point about being filled up. Mm-hmm. If I was never filled up, then I'm already worthy. I have it all. So I go through life knowing I already have it all. So mm-hmm. if something doesn't happen, it's their loss because they already have it anyway. I don't need them to make me feel good, especially mm-hmm. in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Marriages don't work because I, I marry somebody to get something I never got in my past. Mm-hmm. But then I marry the same person that I, that I, my father was. Yeah. Yep, I did. So you need to fill it up. So do you feel like who lost out regarding this guy? Oh. No doubt he did. Okay, there you go. But say, <laughs> say, I am awesome. I am awesome. And I'm God's favorite. And I'm God's favorite. And that settles it. And that settles it. <laughs> All right, so what's it like now for you? Mm-hmm. How do you feel in general? Oh, by the way, how are your mm-hmm. knees doing? They were stinging for a little bit, but I feel a little bit better okay, now. Okay, well, uh, you know what I should have asked you? Uh, how much pain did your knees when we started before? Zero to ten. I should have uh, asked you that. Well, well, they were like um, probably an eight. An eight? Mm-hmm. And y- even just sitting there or, or standing up? It doesn't matter if I'm standing or sitting. Okay, they were an eight. Okay, what do they mm-hmm. feel now, zero to ten? They still feel about a five. Five, but it is going down, right? Mm-hmm. That means you have a lot more difficulty to move forward. So your mm-hmm. your ex, and I'm assuming it's an ex, and your, your job situation, because that's a lot of your life, mm-hmm. right? So here's what I want you to do is I want you mm-hmm. to go back to your seat. When you go back to your seat, 
I want you to see Jesus with you and tap out then, uh, we, we got through the utero, so then tap out the next uh, things that happen, and that will go away. All right? And you don't even have to pray for it. It's just going to go away because that is from that. From the utero? No, we already got the utero, so okay. we're going to deal with the other things with the relationship because that was a big thing because I'm assuming mm -hmm. you only had one or did you have two? One. One, okay. So one relationship, two jobs, a church, and I'm assuming there must be something else in there. These are a lot of losses, and so continue to Well, my husband also died. Yeah, okay, died, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that was the loss? He, he committed suicide. Okay, that's a big loss, okay. Mm -hmm. So I want you to go through that, all right? Let me deal with that one real quick, all right? Okay. Because obviously it's really painful. Mm -hmm. All right, I want to do something. Step back mm -hmm. a little bit really quick. Mm -hmm. I want to do something real quick. And you can put the mic there. Mm -hmm. I want you to look straight ahead. Mm -hmm. I want you to see your husband mm -hmm. and see the most difficult thing about it, okay? About what did you see? Did you, did you find him? Mm-mm. Okay, you were told about it. Mm -hmm. right, you were already separated? Mm-hmm. Okay. A month. Separated a month, and then mm -hmm. he committed suicide. Okay, so mm -hmm. see that. All right. I want you to see Jesus with you mm -hmm. and protecting you. All right? Mm -hmm. Now, what I want you to do is I want you mm -hmm. to look to the right and just see the image to the right. See Jesus with, see Jesus with you to the right. Mm -hmm. See Jesus to your left. Which is the more painful? This is better. This is better? That's worse? Mm -hmm. Okay, go to worse. See Jesus right there. Okay. That's where it's located in your brain. Okay. This is this is this is like advanced. This is another technique. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is you want to look to that that's where it's mm -hmm. located in your brain. See Jesus with you there, giving it to Jesus. All right, just see yourself let it go. Put your arms like this. Tap back and forth. See yourself giving it away because you don't want it anymore, mm -hmm. all right? Mm -hmm. What was mm -hmm. his first name? Pat. Say, Pat, I'm sorry this had to happen. Pat, I'm sorry this had to happen. I'm sorry I couldn't be there to help you. I'm sorry I couldn't be there to help you. Okay, look at me. Look at me. Mm -hmm. Keep your head straight. Just look to the right. Look to the left, I mean. And see Jesus there mm -hmm. with Pat. See yourself giving it away to him. All right. What do you mm -hmm. see now? Still peace. Okay. Was there a problem anymore? Okay. Mm -mm. Say thank you, Jesus, for taking care of him. Thank you, Jesus, for taking care of him. Where, where do you think he is? With Jesus. He's with Jesus. Good. Stay with that thought. Mm -hmm. All right. Say thank you, Lord. Thank Pat, you, Lord. I'm sorry that this had to happen. Pat, I'm sorry this had to happen. Now, would he want you to suffer because he did that? Yes. <laughs> Be nice. No, I want you to so Okay, so see that. Was he, did he have his own stuff? Mm -hmm. All right. So do you deserve to be suffering because he was suffering? No. Okay. So go with that. Let say, Pat, I'm going to give you over to Jesus. Pat, I'm going to give you over to Jesus. I can't take care of you. I can't take care of you. Or have be responsible for you anymore. I can't be responsible for you anymore. I did it for many years. I did it for many years. And I can't be 
Yeah, give her a hand. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so well, let me, here's what I'm going to do. We'll, we'll end for tonight, and then those that would like to stay, um, you can come up, and then we'll have the people pray for you. So let me, I want you to put your hands out like this, receiving. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I want to get, I'm going to give to you what I have, all right? And uh, I'm going to give you a double portion. That means I'm going to get a double back. So what I want you to do is I just want you to say, I received this in this prayer. Just say, so I'm going to pray. In the name of Jesus, I claim and declare in Jesus' name that the love that you have and all that you've given me or all the wisdom that you have on earth, not just what I have, but the wisdom that you have, I just happen to receive it. And I give to each one of those that are here more in the name of Jesus, that they will give, you'll give them boldness, you'll give them wisdom, you're going to give them power, and you're going to give them anointing of healing and resurrection power in the name of Jesus. We just give that freely. Freely I give and freely they take. In the name of Jesus, thank you for what you're going to give them. I want, I want you to all say, in Jesus' name, I receive it all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for coming very much. So maybe I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good, and He has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. 
visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, and more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.